This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint is brought to you by HP. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints. And here is your host, Sanjog All. Welcome, listeners. This is Sanjog All, your host. And the topic for today's conversation is cloud-enabled security. And I have with me Larry Biagini. Larry is the Chief Technology and Security Officer for GE. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Thank you for joining us. Now, there have been uh, a lot of complaints and fears about the security of cloud, uh, but for the purpose of this segment, we wanted to turn that idea on its head and find out what it would require to take advantage of cloud delivery so that we could actually increase our enterprise security. So uh, to that, the first question uh, I have for you, Larry, is that uh, there must be some common denominators when we look at we when we try to ex- uh, explore securing an on-premise infrastructure and or applications compared to the cloud. So what are those? Uh, first of all, I think you're right to, to ask the question to turn it on its head because there are some common denominators. The first and most important, I think, is that things that we've done in the past for security, both internally and externally, or in this case, cloud, uh, don't work in this environment and haven't worked for a while. So the common denominators really are you need to prioritize where your risks are, understand who would like to exploit those risks, understand what you can do to mitigate or lower the probability of those risks being exploited, and then uh, deploy the correct controls depending on the environment that you're in. Because none of the general controls, for the most part, that we've used in the past at the network perimeter, for instance, are really effective in this environment, either for internal infrastructure or for cloud infrastructure. So you have to get very specific about what is it you're trying to protect, why are you trying to protect it, who's interested in it, and then put the controls around it to make uh, um, that data or that information or that process as protected as it needs to be, but also put in good incident response, put in good detection capability, uh, and good communications policies when things go wrong if, in fact, they do go wrong. And I'm sure that when you go about uh, living your role and many others in the industry, they always try to see everything remaining equal, which environment is inherently better equipped to track vulnerabilities, uh, perhaps manage point of failure, handle breaches, and perform all other measures expected of a secure infrastructure. So where are you seeing the trend going? Do you think the cloud is becoming a favorite because it is new and it is basically breaking the old molds of how you used to handle things earlier? I think cloud is gaining traction because just the value proposition of using cloud computing is too much to ignore. So the 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 um, the struggle or the the um, thing that our security organizations have to do is figure out a way to take advantage of that. When you think about what's more secure, internal or external, I actually don't think that's the right question because there really isn't a lot of difference between internal and external anymore, at least for large companies, because they have a connected supply chain, they're connected to their customers. I think one big difference is on internal network versus cloud, you do have the capability, if you exploit it, to get better visibility because you understand the infrastructure, you understand the the administrative uh, processes that are used, uh, and you just get a better look at it because you know where all the pieces are, at least where most of the pieces are. In the cloud, you have to depend on process for that. You have to depend on uh, cloud providers to provide you with logs and things like that. And you may have to do a deeper level of analysis than you would in your own environment. 
So would you say that in the new cloud environment, you're becoming just more cautious, more uh, vigilant on what you're doing, and since you're running it by process and not just hoping that one of your employees of your company who's handling handling security or handling any of these infrastructure assets are going to uh, work properly or not. Do you think in, 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 in that sense, do you think the cloud infrastructure inherently is pointing you towards becoming more secure and be more vigilant and, and be more responsible? I, I don't think it's a matter of degrees, whether it's more secure or not. I think it's, a, again, I go back to it's a matter of risk. The benefits that you get from the cloud have to be weighed against the risk that you take for having that data ex, uh, exposed or that process exposed in a multi-tenant environment uh, or in a single-tenant environment, you have some other op options. But how you deploy in the cloud is really going to be dependent upon what your risk appetite is for the given workload that, that you're talking about. Not all things. Uh, we even we would think about putting in the cloud because if you think of our most important in intellectual property or something that we really believe to be a competitive advantage, we probably would put very strong controls around that, or we have put very strong controls around that, and keep that internal, just because it's something that we think that we can protect better and that we have a, a an obligation to protect better because it's so important to us. Other things that may not be as important or that we need don't need that we can't afford to protect at that level, we would just make a risk-based decision on where's the best place to run the workload, in the cloud or internally. So even if you take uh, the different flavors of clouds that exist, which could be virtual private cloud or public cloud or a totally private cloud, do you right. think you could actually draw a comparison in, across these multiple environments and say a particular environment is better suited because of a specific type of risk mitigation it offers? Yes, I think that's actually the way to look at it. I think it's you start with the, the risk profile of the workload that you're trying to move, then you decide what's the most effective destination for it, be it an internal cloud, be it a hybrid cloud, or be it a public cloud, all of which come with different um, uh, benefits, but also which come from all, all which have their own downside as well. So I always, you... I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So the question basically is that you mentioned like about across all three, uh, you know, environments that we have. So would you say, uh, because when people talk about public cloud, they just say, oh, my God, this is something which is not as secure. I mean, that's somehow it has been labeled over the years. When you talk about private, that means you're going to carry too much baggage, too much capital outlay in terms of just building a private cloud. Do you think then the virtual private cloud becomes the best of both worlds? I think there's a there's a place even for a company like GE. The to operate in all three models of that cloud. For instance, if you think about the way that you do web-based or customer-based applications, putting them in a public cloud is probably not uh, any less dangerous than putting them in our own DMZs. When you think about reach back into our environment, you may not want to put that in a public cloud, but you certainly could put it into a virtual private cloud because you can control the, the ingress points back into our environment. When you're thinking about the data itself, you may not want to put that in a public cloud in a multi-tenant environment, but you may want to very tightly control how the application that may exist in a public cloud reaches back into the internal uh, enterprise to get the data that it needs to present for the given task that it's trying to run. 
Do you think that since we have actually explored some new horizons with this uh, cloud as a computing paradigm that when it's arrived and over over X number of years, we have become a little more mature in understanding how it works, where are, where all are its limitations. Do you think you can see, look at uh, the hindsight being 2020, uh, say that this journey has actually allowed us to build our overall enterprise to become more secure by leveraging whatever new innovation, new ideas and thoughts that have been put into making cloud more secure has also kind of percolated into uh, the on-premise infrastructure and, and made that secure as well. So overall, you can say you're net positive. I, I think it's caused us to think about security in a different manner, where as before, we used to think about security as as long as it's inside our four walls or inside our network, it's relatively safe, and things on the outside are relatively unsafe. Uh, when we started to understand cloud and we started to understand what the possibilities were, it caused us to relook at our own thinking and say, you know what, there is very little network perimeter anymore. So any security model based on an inside versus outside perspective is probably invalid. So we started to rethink about it, and when we started to rethink about it, there are technologies that help us in both areas. There's technologies around encryption. There's technologies around key management. There's also new technologies around identity management, which is extremely important, not only externally, but internally. And if we start to base our security on those types of models or those types of technologies, which don't all exist, exist yet, either for the enterprise or for the cloud, I think we're gonna be more secure. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and explore what else is on the drawing board and what's left to be desired towards the end goal of making uh, the cloud more secure, the on-premise, or maybe leveraging whatever we have learned from cloud to implement an on-premise. And all of this has to be looked at because while we have made great progress, but of course, uh, uh, the, the CISOs, the Chief Information Security Officers, have a job and they're very busy. So what are they busy doing? What are they trying to do in terms of helping become uh, the people who are going to be catalysts to making the enterprise more secure? Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint. Welcome back. So, uh, Larry, what do you think is uh, on the drawing board now that we have at least taken care of the basic um, infrastructure elements, how we are secured them, and also what's left to be desired, what's not fully done yet, that's why you're not able to have your eight-hour sleep every day. <laughs> good question. Um, you know, I think the cloud providers have made a very good, have made very good strides in differentiating themselves in different areas. Some of the public ones around orchestrating workloads, some of the private ones around visibility and uh, building um, things like APT protection into their cloud offerings. I think they've done a pretty decent job of taking the existing technologies that are out there and then figuring out how to plug them into their, their own infrastructures. I think actually what's missing, um, and I know some folks are working on it, but I actually believe the enterprise has to have the ability to move workloads between clouds, and there needs to be a layer that sort of uh, is an abstraction layer to different cloud providers, and we get to move workload around pretty much at will based on the differentiation in those back-end clouds. I also think that there needs to be a, a much stronger 
um, identity management structure in place that um, supersedes any individual cloud provi provider because an enterprise can't be expected to use its Facebook ID, uh, for instance, to log into our cloud provider applications. And then thirdly, I think uh, encryption, both at rest and um, at, uh, in flight, needs to be strengthened. And by that, not, not the encryption algorithms themselves, but the control and the application usage of encrypted data. Uh, how much does the enterprise control? How much control does it have to give up to the cloud provider? Because if it has to give up all control of encrypted data to cloud providers, then we're at the mercy of the processes within the cloud itself, and we do lose some visibility. Do you think that you, you raised some interesting points around the limitation where you cannot build bridge between the two cloud providers and being able to use the same authentication mechanism, et cetera, that you just mentioned. Do you think this is more of a competitive uh, marketplace issue or people issue or a policy issue versus a technology issue? I think it's mostly a business issue, not a technology issue. Uh, and the, But it has to be, somehow or another, we have to, um, solve it because the current technologies like SAML and Ping Federated just don't scale to the level that we need to scale. So I, somehow or another, identity has got to be solved because it's a tenant for security going forward. When, once we lost the network perimeter, identity became the new perimeter. And if we, unless we get that right, we're, we're going to have a hell of a time trying to figure out what's actually going on in the cloud environments. Now, what do you think you'd like to see happen as evolution in the cloud infrastructure, no matter which flavor we're talking about, virtual private, cloud private, or public, which will allow you to make sure that you can say, now we are at a point where we can take cloud as a role model or cloud security as a role model to elevate the overall security of an enterprise? I, I think one of the, the, the biggest things that uh, we would like to see is the way that admin um, processes are handled within a cloud environment. Uh, the thought that nobody has the right to escalate privileges without a customer, for instance, agreeing that those privileges should be um, escalated, because the fear of the cloud is that there's an insider threat within the cloud itself, in addition to external threats. And so the more control we have over who has access to what and visibility into when that access is used, the better we'll feel that our information and our, our processes are secured. Now, when you say that you want to, as a CISO, uh, always want to be able to stay confident as people come to you to say, I want to put a solution in there for a business purpose, and you want to be able to say with specific uh, data points that this is why you have cloud as a better option to go with or you should take the on-premise. Do you think with the way the whole uh, traditional model where it is, and I'm sure there's some evolution that's been done on the on-premise as well, and then also cloud is going in its own direction, maybe at a much faster rate of evolution. Are you thinking that there's going, there's going to be more clarity or it's going to become even a difficult or a delicate decision to see which route you go? I think there'll be more clarity. I actually think as, as we get more experience, as we understand are what, what the workloads that we're trying to move and the real risks versus the perceived risks, there'll be more clarity. Um, and again, I think it's an education around um, the belief that being inside is more secure than being outside, uh, that not being true for the most part. I think that education and just pure experience with moving applications out to the, the cloud will give us more clarity and it'll be cut. 
much more of a decision tree. If then else, I can move it to the cloud. If then else, it depends. It should stay inside just because we don't have appropriate mitigants in place for the risk. So for other fellow uh, technology leaders and chief information security officers, what is your well, message or appeal to them so that while we are still in this evolution phase and we are still trying to see how far we can take the security for both on-premise and or cloud and how they can interplay, what they should do in the interim so that the cloud still remains secure and they're able to maximize whatever is available? I, um, I actually think that you have to my recommendation would be to think openly about it. There's no way to prevent um, what's happening in this, this space because the value proposition is just too great and the velocity uh, of, uh, of the uh, improvements is just too great. So rather than say no to everything, understand again uh, what is possible with today's technology, what the technology is building in in the future, and get your feet wet. Put your, put your toe in the water, put some applications out there, understand what's going on, understanding that you may have to get up, give up a little bit of control, uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to give up a lot of security. Once again, thank you, Larry, for sharing your thoughts and insights uh, in our Viewpoint, Viewpoint segment. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And listeners, I invite you to find more conversations about cloud as part of the Cloud Reimagine series at www.ciotalkradio.com slash cloud reimagined. Thank you for listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints. For related programming, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint was brought to you by HP. 